The church in the Western Hemisphere marks two celebrations today. On one hand, today is Gaudete Sunday, the third Sunday of Advent. Now, the title for this day is taken from the entrance antiphon of the Mass today, which incidentally is also repeated in the epistle we just heard read. Gaudete in Domino Semper, Iterum Dico Gaudete, rejoice in the Lord always. I say it again, rejoice. But today is also the 12th of December, in which we mark the feast of Our Lady of Guadalupe. Now, the liturgical scholars would tell us that we shouldn't recognize Our Lady of Guadalupe today because the Sundays in Advent are more important. But that doesn't keep us from talking about her. Because devotion to Our Lady of Guadalupe is something that should be common to all people who live in the Americas. Though very sadly, I find that often we try to make her devotion into a cultural thing, as if only those of Latin American descent should actually celebrate this feast day. But Our Lady of Guadalupe is the patroness of all the Americas, and her feast day has a lot to show us in this third Sunday of Advent. So if you're not familiar with the story, briefly, the apparitions of Our Lady Guadalupe were made to an indigenous convert to Catholicism, St. Juan Diego. Juan and his wife had converted to Catholicism from their indigenous paganism in a time when the Spanish conquest of Latin America was doing much to damage attempts for evangelization in that area. The Aztecs had begun to associate Christianity with the cruel treatment that they received from the Spaniards. And so very few people, like Juan, were able to receive the gospel. Now, Our Lady appears to St. Juan Diego and commands him to go to the bishop and ask that a shrine be immediately built there to her honor. But the bishop is cautious of what Juan's message is, and he asks that he bring a sign to see if this request is truly from God or not. And so Our Lady promises to give St. Juan Diego a sign if he returns to her the next day. Now, what I find interesting about the story is that even though Our Lady commands him to come back the next day, he doesn't. He doesn't immediately obey this commandment. Juan Diego's uncle was ill, and so he remained at home to care for him that day. And then the next day, as he was attempting to reach a doctor to care for his uncle, Juan Diego planned his journey so that he would totally avoid the place where he saw Our Lady. He was so embarrassed at having disobeyed her commandment. But Our Lady meets him on the road and, on the road and says to him, Am I not here? who am your mother? Am I not here who am your joy? And she promises that Juan Diego's uncle will be cured immediately if he obey her. So Juan Diego received the promised sign from Our Lady. The hill behind her flourished with these beautiful Castilian roses, uh, not native to the Americas, but to Spain. And Juan Diego collected all of these in his garment to bring to the bishop. But when he let down his garment, the image of Our Lady had been imprinted on it, and the bishop was immediately convinced of the truth of these visions and began construction on the church. So what I want to draw out of this story is that moment when Juan Diego does not obey Our Lady. What prevented him was an anxiety. He was worried about the health of his uncle. And externally, that seems like it's justified, right? We should be responsible for our family. 
And Juan Diego was not ignoring Our Lady simply because he didn't want to listen to her, but because he was anxious about the good of his uncle. He was distracted by the good work for his uncle from the good work that God wished him to do. Think for a moment about the familiar story we hear in the Gospels where the apostles are out in a boat, and there's this great storm tossing them about, and Jesus is asleep in the back of the ship. And the apostles go over, and they shake him, and they wake him up, and they say, do you not care that we are perishing? But you see, all the things that were causing them anxiety, the storm, the waves, the boat, right, doesn't bother Christ. He slept through it. The things that cause us anxiety don't bother God. He sleeps through the storm. Our Lady is not concerned about the illness of Juan Diego's uncle. Why? Because when you are reliant and hopeful on the goodness of God, you understand that there is nothing worth anxiety. No severity of illness, no storm, nothing should deprive us of the joy that all of us should have as Christians. Rejoice in the Lord always, says St. Paul. Now, always is a tall command, right? He doesn't say rejoice when you go to Christmas Mass and it's all happy, right? We're still in Advent right now. He doesn't say rejoice when your problems are solved or when you get a promotion or when you feel that God has blessed you. Rejoice always. The Christian is able to rejoice at all times because he or she knows that the Lord is always in control of the situation. I think this is interesting. The apparition of Our Lady of Guadalupe was in 1531. To give you a sense of things, that's only 14 years after Martin Luther, on the other side of the world, nailed the 95 Thesis to the door of the church in Wittenberg. It was three years before Henry VIII declared himself the supreme head of the Church of England. The church in Europe seemed to be struggling. It's estimated nearly three million people left the church in the 16th century. Prior to the apparition of Our Lady of Guadalupe, it's estimated that 200,000 indigenous Americans had been baptized. But following the apparition, that number soared to over 9 million, far exceeding the number of Catholics who departed Holy Mother Church in the Protestant Reform on the other side of the world. You see, we can look at the situations we're in and the troubles that are all around us and tell ourselves that the storm is too strong, the boat's taking water, we're going to sink. Lord, don't you care that we're perishing? But we don't see the whole picture at once. There's this image St. Augustine gives that it's one of my favorite images in the spiritual life. And he says, a soldier who is standing at the top of a watchtower has a different view than a soldier who's in battle, Right? The soldier who's down in the field only sees what is before them, right? Their enemy, pain, death around them, a continuous fight. They're having to keep up blow by blow. But the watchman looks down on the whole battle and sees everything at once, right? They can see how the battle's turning, where his men are weak, where they are strong, where he can act. Our Lady came to visit the Americas in a time that seemed like the quest for evangelization in the New World was doomed to fail. And even here in the United States, Catholicism has always struggled, right? We've had difficulties showing people what we believe because the people in the United States have, as a whole, been historically resistant to Catholicism and even mocked the faith. Think about um, 
when John F. Kennedy was elected, right, and there was all these political cartoons about him bowing before the Pope, you know, or, I mean, they didn't exist in our culture. Um, so there's two sort of responses we can give to this. The first is what I find most Catholic priests and parishes do, is that they realize people think Catholics are strange, right? That we wear strange costumes and celebrate strange feast days, right? And so we just try not to get noticed. Or we try to do what we can to look like everyone else or, or dumb down what we do in Catholicism so that no one notices that we're really different, right? Or we can hold on to our beliefs and practices and be proud of them because we know them to be true and we're not ashamed of the truth, right? So when this lady approached me in Sam's, what I actually said to her was, I am buying them from my mother for Our Lady Guadalupe. And I don't think she had a clue what I was talking about. But I wanted to be honest, right? She probably sat in her car afterwards and maybe looked it up on on her phone. I'm not sure what she thought about, but I'm not worried about it because I don't have anxieties over this small matters, so long as God is pleased and glorified in it. That is the message of the third Sunday of Advent. Our Lord is near. He's working his purposes out in in whatever situation you're finding you're in. All we have to do, all you have to do, is be faithful to him. God is going to be glorified whether we rise or fall. He's going to be glorified in our strength and in our weakness and our darkness and in the light. No one can overcome him and no one can thwart his plan. So rejoice in the Lord always. I say it again, rejoice. Indeed, the Lord is near. Praise be Jesus Christ, now and forever.